Why isn't this a whole... Okay. All right. So I guess this is the start of the podcast, apparently. Because this is how it works. Whatever. I don't understand how this thing... Thank you for requesting something. Yeah, I'll play Won't You Still Need Me Tomorrow. I'll use a pick for that one. No, I won't. And if you're listening to this um, podcast out in podcast land, wherever people um, listen to stuff, I'm live on Instagram.com slash Gabriel Mayers NYC. My love, do you want me the way you profess? Or am I just the cause of your burdens and your sorrows? My love, would you smile even though you're depressed? Cause won't you still need me tomorrow? play something by Gabriel Mayers. Do you have anything specific that you want to request by me? Mm-hmm. 
play a little bit of this Red Hot Chili Peppers though. What what are the chords for that song? Well, Glass Selfie, um, for Won't You Still Need Me Tomorrow, I play with the capo on the fifth fret in standard tuning. And, um, well, that refrain, Won't you still need me tomorrow? That's like an F. Yeah, I'll play empty soul. That's an F, G, and a C. And the verse is, My love, that's a C. E minor, A minor, G, C. E minor, A minor, G. And then it, when it goes, it goes, F, Part's different. This part's a little different. C, F for the brighter sound, then A minor and G, like normal during the verse. Then when you get to that change, it goes resting on that G shape for a while. Then A minor, E minor, D minor, and then G. Just like that. Gnosis. How's it knowing, Gnosis? So I'm recording my first podcast. I'm using the Anchor app. Uh, where, I don't know why I'm advertising this, but I just like to say what I'm doing. This is kind of the whole social media thing. It's like you do stuff and then you tell people exactly what you're doing. Because that's what we're into now. Uh, other people narrating their lives to us. I think the thing is, uh, you know, we, we, we realize that the universe is, is actually one giant blob that we're a part of and that we live multiple existences. And we like to see how the other half lives. That's why I think social media is so successful and interesting. You know, we really are just like mushroom spores trying to communicate with each other, fucking sharing minerals and stuff like that. And uh, this is my song mineral. This is my song mineral of... Um, of uh, streaming. Hey Daniel Dimis Demise. Daniel, hey Peter Manda 1960. When was Peter Manda born? Was he possibly born in 1960? Give us more of your personal information, Peter Manda. Come on, man. You gotta. There was a major data breach at Equifax. They had three major data breaches at Equifax, I think. Um, you gotta be. Don't tell people your birthday. Don't tell anyone your birthday or your first and last names, unless of course you're uh, you're a, you're a songwriter. Then you gotta do things like that. All right. So this is called Empty Soul. Okay. So I should say this is the this is the part that goes before the song, and this part over. T- I've left it out, and I realize it's gotten necessary. Because Empty Soul ends up just becoming this kind of just generic punk song to people because it's saying things like, you can eat my body, not my soul. And it's like, yeah, 90s punk rock. It's not really that. It's a, it's a very scathing commentary on the, on the factory farming industry. And um, uh, it's, it's a, the song is from the perspective of the animals you eat. So what you really got to imagine is you got to imagine an, an empty field with, you know... It could be a red or white barn in the background, you know, fencing or whatever. And there's these, there's these three cows in the field, and um, three cows are wearing leather jackets. They're anthropomorphic cows, you know. They look and act like people, and they're wearing sunglasses and stuff like that. But only two of the cows are standing up on the hind legs. One, one of the three cows is just a normal cow, 
just being a cow. That's um, that's just the funny thing of it. That's just what it is. And Peter Mandy's like, I regret being here. Well, Peter Mandy, you're not alone. Thank you for coming to my um, to my podcast um, that I'm recording on the Anchor app, which I'm now I've mentioned it three times, so it's, I'm now uh, I'm sponsored by them. Um, yeah, and uh, and these cows, these three cows, you know, the uh, one cow's on on drums, one cow's on guitar, lead vocals, and the other cow that's just a regular cow is just kind of on bass because you know the bassist doesn't really do anything. Um, and and they start singing this song. single I think that's a good one that's um man I don't even know if we, I, don't, I, I, I think that's a part of a of the upcoming album I released this album because I, I recorded this music with with um with Colton Lava at uh, noise floor studios in Brooklyn shout out to Colton Lava um, and you know we just kind of came in I think I recorded one song and then smoked or we smoked and then recorded the songs or whatever, but it was just kind of like chilling out and, you know, me with this guitar into a microphone or whatever, and we got these three songs out, 
and when I, by the time I played the last one, he said he was really into it, and I had it on my computer for a couple of months, and I was like, I can't just keep this because that's stupid to me to record good music and hold on to it. Um, so I released it as, uh, hey, Tori Vinton! Tori Vinton! <laughs> Happy engagement! Oh, what Bob Dylan... You know, I know a Bob Dylan song I'd love to play. How about... Um, so yeah, I, I, um, I was part of Tori's proposal. Where I played Juke Ross's Color Me. So... What the fudge? What, um... I like Tambourine Man. I hope that's not too played out. I don't care if it is. I don't care if it is. Oh yeah, I decided it should be up here, right? Okay, I'll figure it out. Hey, hey. I'm going to That's pretty good Hey Mr. Tambourine Man Play a song for me In the jingle jangle morning I'll come following you Gotta scroll down Wait, where's the first part? That's not even the whole song. Alright, sorry. Give me a second. Give me a second. Come on. Come on, internet. You know, they're going to make less of the internet, man. Because in net neutrality, it's going to be like the internet's going to be different for each one of us based on how much money you have and shit. And uh, it's, that's basically it. The future's not racism. It's definitely classism, for sure. All right. I'll start over. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me. I'm not sleepy and there is no place I'm going to. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, Play a song for me In the jingle jangle morning I'll come following you Though I know that evening's empire Has returned into sand Vanished from my hand Left me blindly Stand, but still not sleeping My weariness amazes me I'm branded on my feet I have no one to meet In the ancient empty streets Too dead for dreaming Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man Play a song for me not sleepy and there is no place I'm going to Hey Mr. Tambourine Man play a song for me in the 
Firepunk plays guitar, but Firepunk, you're you're 15 or you're 18. I, I forget how old you are again. Um, but like when I first started playing guitar, I just bought all this shit. So I bought all these books, and it's funny because you bought I, I bought all this stuff that was like way beyond my level, like like g the guitar grimoire, grimoire, however you pronounce it, which is full of all these like. Crazy practice scales, 16. So I don't know if I don't know if you went through this whenever you started guitar, but I just 
I didn't have a teacher, so I just bought all this guitar stuff. And so I remember about like you know the best of Jimi Hendrix, the best of Led Zeppelin, like the the hardest guitar songs you could ever learn to play. And and there was just so many wild concepts to me when I first started. Like certain concepts were wild, like the concept of the hammer on. To me, it was just like hammer ons and pulls off, pull offs. wild concepts or like playing with your thumb being able to and then and then adding something with your thumb was just like the craziest concept for me because everything required so much forethought to do and now you know i realize that like um all it is to learning something like guitar is just to have the shit in your hands long enough where you can make enough mistakes on it that you actually know it because like playing the guitar is or anything really is 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 in as much as knowing how not to play it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like knowing what doesn't make a good sound more than what does. Because what, what, I mean, if you listen to Hendrix's music, like so much of his music is created up of these little accents that involve just normal use of the guitar. And, and I mean, you know, years and years after he was around, there's this whole culture of like now banging on the body of the guitar, which like who, like the guitar the acoustic guitar is around for so long and i'm sure people have banged on it before but no one ever really thought of legitimately using that as a as a way to sound the instrument um but anyway i that just drifted into my mind i think i like hendrix because he's just so um so natural carefree and fun on the guitar um versus like i don't know even jimmy page is like very very technical feeling all right, all right. So, um, hello, becoming body positive. Hope you get there one day. Um, uh, hey, E Dub. Hey, E Dub. E Dub, you're, um, <laughs> Eric. Eric. Eric's gonna get married to Tori. Eric and Tori. Eric and Tori. I think that's so cool that I can just go out on the street, right? Play. I've got my sign up. I was actually really upset. I've I've got to get a new sign from Staples. Um, I'm not that upset about it. I love um, meeting challenges with uh, ingenuity, but um, apparently there's an MTA rule where you cannot hang any sign other than the authorized um, music under New York sign, which is an ugly sign. I've noticed it's an ugly sign. It's hideous. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, like a nylon sheet with like a lot of negative space, a lot of unneeded negative space that doesn't add to it and like bad coloring, like pink and brown, you know? Um, so, um, just rules are weird. Rules are silly. It's like, you can't hang a sign, but I'm like, okay, can I have a sign, a sign on a stand? It's like, sure. And so, um, I'm going to work on making like a six foot by, I don't know about six foot, but I, I want a pretty large sign because I think the whole point of having a sign is so that people can see the motherfucker. And if uh, and if they can't, that pretty much defeats the purpose of a sign to me. And uh, part of the reason why I think um, what I'm doing, what I'm doing busking wise, like why my efforts are going to be so successful in the long run 
is is in having easily you know displaying contact information having gabrielmayers.com link to all these different ways to contact me and support me and watch my stuff is uh helpful so uh i'm gonna go to staples website i guess later on and then like check out what's there although i guess i don't I, I, it's annoying because like every time I figure out what I need to bring with me outside, it's like I have to go figure out something else. And so I don't really like having to change my direction so often because like fuck, it's hard enough to just get out and play, honestly. It's not always that great. And I don't mean money-wise or anything. I just mean... Like, it's different when you play music on a stage. You're on a stage, and so you're raised above other people. And when you're, like, right there appearing, you have to... I mean, that's the world. You have to deal with, like, a lot of different vibes and energies and stuff. But I would say it's a challenge. I would say it's a fucking challenge, definitely, to stand in New York City for three, four hours and play and just deal with whoever and whatever happens during that time that is a challenge it definitely takes some kind of like emotional callousness in order to um get through it and i think the way that i get through it if that's even the term i want to use is just by focusing on the fact that i'm getting better as an artist and that that seems totally lame to me because i just want like money and accolades and stuff but i realize that you know um like you can get stuff you can get money and accolades but you can't really get self-respect from the outside like you can't gain like a real feeling of like ah yeah i really like feel good about myself and respect myself you can only do that through self-perfection um that's really fucking working on your craft so busking happens to be this excellent way that i can work on my craft it's like I, i i really have not been meditating that much in the past month i think because i've just been using busking as a meditation it's just a way to become like impervious um if you experience any sort of social anxiety like you're gonna definitely work it out over the course of three hours standing in new york singing at people and having them react to you and you reacting to them um so what i do i just i just remind myself like you're doing this to get you're getting better you're getting better you're like you know you know uh uh i don't know I don't know how to describe it. Like being in a rock tumbler. This is Chuck Palahniuk's metaphor, but being in a rock tumbler, you're just getting polished. Every every wave of people that walks by you, every person that makes you feel like a little anxious and uncomfortable because, oh, maybe they don't like it or whatever. Some, every time someone yells like, shut up, and you don't know whether they're yelling it at you or they're just yelling it because they yell it or whatever. Every experience like that perfects you as a musician. And I think that to me one of the one of the chief principles of life is it's not where you're at it's like how you're at so it's not about like um being in carnegie hall it's about more than filling the place that you're in so if i'm in pete's candy store when i play there i want to more than fill that place energetically Um, If I'm playing on the street in the subway, I want to more than fill that place energetically because that's like giving glory to God, Uh, you know, not not to get crazy religious because I'm not crazy religious, but I feel like that's the point of life, you know, like to 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 be 
all you can be, as corny as that sounds, to be all you can be and more, rather. Um, so I want to be not the best guitarist I can be. I want to be, like, beyond that. I want to be... Uh, I want to do my best. All right, let's move on. Uh, this song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I really like it. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. I'm trying to, trying to see your mind's elation Little girl, some sweet and dream of silver screen quotations And if you want those kind of dreams, it's Californication It's the edge of the world and all of Western civilization the sun may rise in the east, at least it settles in a final location It's understood that Hollywood sells Californication I don't know what to do when I have to pause it Pay a surgeon very well to break the spell of aging Celebrity skin, is this your chin? Is this the royal aging? Firstborn, you born Hardcore, softborn Dream of Californication Dream of Californication Dream of Californication Sorry, scrolling Marry me girl, be my fairy to the world, be my very own consolation A teenage bride with a baby inside, getting high on information and Buy me a star on the boulevard, it's Californication Space may be the final frontier <laughs> Fuck you, flower punk Space may be the final frontier, but it's made in the Hollywood basement. <laughs> Fuck. Ah, anyway. Space may be the final frontier, but it's made in the Hollywood basement. Cobain, can you hear the spheres singing songs off? I don't like that part. Cobain, can you hear the spheres singing songs off station to station? That's a little forced. Cobain, can you hear the spheres singing songs off station to station? Who, who wants who, who the fuck writes spheres spheres can, can you hear the spheres did anthony Keita say like i want to sing that cobain can you hear the spheres he must fuck that up so many times cobain can you hear the spheres hear the spheres singing songs on station to station and all the wrongs that's a star wars reference all the wrongs not far away it's californication Alright, that's enough of that one. I'm gonna switch to another one. In mercy mean I'm on a man to me. Separate and never needed a see. Once in gold on a chain, my nine, I gotta take it on the other side. How long? 
I like, man, I don't know. It's like we never, we never know what they're talking about, you know? This, that's like part of our musical legacy. We have to understand that. That's like, it's, that's not like forever how everything should be. And I, and I see it in songwriting, like so, a lot of songwriting is just like this vague shit. Not that Chili Peppers is like vague shit. Because if something's good, it's just good, you know? William Blake isn't bad because the shit's like visionary or whatever. It's just like what it is. Um, I just, I just don't, I, I don't think you should just go for intentional vagueness. I think something about Anthony Kiedis in his writing, like he understands that, like he, like he speak at a jive, you know what I mean? He speaks jive or whatever. Not that he actually speaks jive, but I think he kind of does. Like he's, he's, I feel like when you're a junkie, see, you see kids, when you're part of the lower class, you 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 tend up uh, you, you tend to pick up a bit of the lower class speak, and um, if you're if you're an artist, uh, some of the lower class speak ekes its way into your work, and um, and that's that's really what popular music is. It's like it's like you're you're feeding the people back to themselves, but not like the people like like the Kardash, but yeah, kind of like the Kardashians, but like it's more like like on fleek or you, you know how like these phrases come to prominence it's because like basically like poor people start saying things because poor people speak their own language because they have to because they're constantly oppressed by uh people who have money and and the authoritarians they hire to police those people and and so these terms come out of there like skeet 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 why don't you just say i'm ejaculating well it's because you got to say that shit on the low skeet 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 anyway You know what I like? I like when I like when white people are like, "Well, what if I said that? It's, what if I said that about black people?" It's ah, ah, that's so triggering. That phrase. Um, uh, not that Jerry Seinfeld said this, but I was watching comedians in cars getting coffee with Chris Rock, and I was watching a few comedians in cars getting coffee. Jerry Seinfeld's like kind of a repug- repugnant person, like in his in his manner. He's like extraordinarily smug and not in a funny way like in that he began maybe with a somewhat isolated thinking and that his fame and celebrity and money and the the world he has access to have like increased that to the point where like he doesn't like understand race and things which is weird because he's like from new york but he's like he's like uh you know one of those famous new york racists who's like you know I I can't be racist against those people. I I have nothing to do with them, um, and so it's just like I don't know. It's, it's just watch comedians in cars getting coffee. I'm not saying focus specifically on the episodes with black people in them because I think it's just Trevor Noah, Chris Rock, and Steve Harvey. I would say skip the Steve Harvey one, but I think the Trevor Noah one and the Chris Rock one. If you understand people of color and you understand the whole culture of like white people weirdness and and the whole get out thing and how white people act weird around the race and like like slavery doesn't exist and hasn't existed and like you know Jim Crow and 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 the new Jim Crow don't exist it's it it feels awkward it feels awkward it feels like Jerry Seinfeld is just this old rich white man and he's just like oh, I'm in it I'm just old and rich and I'm in it I don't see what the big problem is there's a cop that pulls the pulls the car over when Chris Rock is there, and and Jerry Seinfeld just goes like, 
oblivious white guy and you can see a little bit of him wanted to admit that was a real situation but it's like jerry like i don't understand that position as a person i don't understand this like thing of like it's not that bad chris you're chris rock i'm jerry seinfeld and a cop pulls you over but that that shouldn't be on the news would you be really that surprised if like Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock, they're filming, if you saw that in the news, they're filming comedians in cars getting coffee. Cop thought he fit the, you know, fit the description of something that happened. Some car dealership got, got robbed or whatever the fuck and they shot Chris Rock. I'm not saying something like that definitely would happen. I'm saying it's like a little bit silly to be like this white person who's like, racism's not that bad, is it? It's not that bad, is it? Racism's not something that's like really almost impossible for me to see as someone who benefits from it, is it? It's weird. Um, I guess this is the song. This has nothing to do with this, uh, but this is a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. <laughs> this is called Other Side. Let me see if I missed anything. Sorry. How long, how long will I slide? Separate my side. I don't, I don't believe it's been. I just want to talk about poetry and songwriting, at least as as I see it. And you don't have to take my word for it, because I I wouldn't really consider myself a professional songwriter. I would consider myself someone who really aspires to write great songs and who has fun doing it. And I and I wrote the song called "60 Christmas Scented Blackbirds," which did pretty well. And actually, my other songs do pretty well in terms of like me playing songs out. I think people are equally interested in all my original music and are like, man, I heard the words and it really affected me. Is that your song? Um, there's something different, like, and I've said this, the reason why I'm putting this out is I've said this plenty of times in my on my Instagram story, which is that you should just like write how you feel. Like, I'm feeling like this, I'm feeling like this, and not be like the moon or the wind through the trees or anything like that, because that's like old English, old style American poetry bullshit, where it's like, it's just like old white man trying to spray perfume on their fucking racist, empty society. Um, so, so I'm more in favor of saying how you feel. But then again, I do think there's just a way you can speak through metaphor, so it's like saying, how, and, and I've been there myself, I think Cocoon is a great example of a song that has high, high, high fucking metaphor, high poetry, very uh, uh, visual, very um, perfumey, if you will, very art deco, very like high flung in its style, rather than just a... Just a, this is what I feel, you know, John Lennon um, wrote, started 
well, at least this is what I know of this trend. John, John Lennon started doing this in the Beatles when he wrote um, the song All My Life. You know, there are places I remember all my life, though some have changed, some for better, not for ever. Some have gone and some remain. These places have their moments for lover and for, you know, it's just like talking, right? Um, but this part in, um, in Other Side is beautiful, 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 beautiful. And I, I feel everything he's saying. Um, centuries are what it meant to me, which doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. And, and also, a lot of it is like word selection. Centuries are what it meant to me. It's like, it's a stupid, simple rhyme, but it, anyway. Centuries are what it meant to me, a cemetery where I marry the sea. That's like really right on the edge there. Because when you start saying things like you marry the sea or like, you know, it's kind of like saying like embrace the rainbow or something, you know, it's just like almost really overused. Um, but I think the fact that he's offsetting this like almost common idea, I marry, I marry the sea. It's like, fuck you, you marry the sea, you hipster fuck. But he's saying a cemetery where I marry the sea. It's like, oh, that's interesting. What is that? What does that mean? Anyway, Stranger Things never changed my mind. That's kind of a throwaway, but it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a good one that doesn't... The thing I try to do with lines is, is, like I said with the guitar, it's not so much knowing the right thing to say or the right thing to play. It's, it's knowing like, what the wrong things are. You know, As long as you don't say the really wrong, really obvious, really shitty things in your poetry, it sounds good. Um, yeah, it's a sireny night. Um, believe it or not, I do not fucking notice when there's sirens going by because I'm a native fucking New Yorker. That's not a New York accent, but, um, yeah, I'm a native fucking New Yorker. Okay? You think that keeps me up? That's how I fall asleep. I fall asleep in a fire department. Anyway. How long, how long will I slide? Separating my side I don't I don't believe it's bad Slitting my throat is all I ever Put my life into a paper cup The ashtray's full and I'm spilling my guts She wants to know am I still a slut Yes! I've gotta take it on the other side Scarlet, scarlet and she's in my bed A candidate for my soulmate bled Push the trigger and pull the thread I've gotta take it on the other side Take it on the other side Okay, when I when I do that though, you guys gotta join in on your own end. You gotta go slide, slide. You gotta do those those um, harmonies. How long, how long will I slide, slide, separate my side? I don't.
Um, there were sirens. One time I spent the night in New Orleans and it was horrible. So I have two minutes remaining on this stream. But worry not, babies. Worry not. I'll be right back. Will I? Should I, should I subject you to more of this? I don't think I should subject you to more of this. That's it. That's it. That, that's, um, so this, this will be podcast number one. Expect to see this on uh, iTunes. I don't know if they do podcasts on Spotify. Um, but um, I'm definitely getting this motherfucker up on iTunes. Um, I'm definitely going to be back tomorrow. Possibly early. Possibly. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe later on tonight. Probably not. I'll probably end up going to sleep early. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining in. Um, it's always fun to live stream. Thank you to everyone that tunes in after I'm live because you're like afraid of even internet, uh, social interaction. Um, Thank you to people who have seen me in the subway and copy down the info and, and come uh, check me out. Hopefully, I'm not a repugnant enough person for you to be like, I like his music, but I wish this wasn't him. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I, I've got 10 seconds to kill. I don't know what to say. Um, oh, there. Oops, oops. I just... It, it actually paused it when I did that. But now I have five seconds. Hey, Deborah Naples, I'm just about to head out. Bye. Bye. And uh, for all you podcast listeners out there in podcast land, which I think will be iTunes mainly, um, and Anchor, even, I don't know if anyone will be on Anchor, but thank you for listening.